say, do you think nearly 40 years ago when Vince McMahon chose the song Real American for Hulk Hogan, and it has the lyrics, when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, <laughs> did he have any idea what he was talking about or what he'd be getting into over four decades later? I don't know. Based on these headlines, he had to have had some type of suspicion. He is back in the headlines. And here we are, the weekend of Royal Rumble 2024, WWE making headlines around the world and nothing that's happening in the ring. First of all, this week it comes out that WWE signs a contract with Netflix for one half a billion dollars. And the stock market went crazy. Yes, both for TKO, who has now purchased WWE from Vince McMahon. We're going to get into that. And also Netflix as well. So uh, a 10-year contract, half a billion dollars, unheard of in the wrestling world. You think about things unheard of in the wrestling world, that would be Vince McMahon. And yes, the scandals come out again this week, but we need to rewind further than that. And actually, it's been going on for nearly 40 years in the WWE when you talk about Vince McMahon controversy. We... You and I, Stacey, mm -hmm. nearly had our own run-in with Vince McMahon <laughs> at Dangerously WrestleMania. Close. Dangerously close. Completely by accident. Okay, so uh, we were married in New York City the day after WrestleMania in mm -hmm. 2013. Uh, you were kind enough to purchase me tickets for WrestleMania. And uh, we were sitting in the nosebleed sections. You really, there were really like one or two rows behind us at the top we of MetLife Stadium. We the sign, the MetLife sign. Literally, we're that far up. And to beat traffic... We decided we we're going to leave early. Mm -hmm. We watched The Undertaker and CM Punk and did yep. not stick around for the main event. Yep. As we went to leave, I went to a concession stand and asked them if there was an elevator because I didn't feel like walking from the top of MetLife Stadium down to the bottom. And as uh -huh. a matter of fact, the concessionaire was very kind and said, there's one right over there. You can take us a handicapped elevator. I said, all right. As you and I go step on the elevator on either side of us are two New York City, or I should say New York State, police officers. Yes, yes, we had an escort. Now, I should also mention that over the past 24 hours prior to that, you and I had drunk moonshine nonstop and also <laughs> consumed a lot of edible marijuana. Yes. Okay, so we weren't necessarily in the most sober shape as we're on this elevator mm -hmm. going out of WrestleMania. And I just kind of look at you and you look at me and we kind of have an agreement that we're going to be on our best behavior as yes. we have two state police officers on All either side. All we had side. to do was walk out of the elevator when it opened. That's it seemed easy all that enough. we had to do. We were pointed over to the elevator from the concessionaire. We got on the elevator. Just be quiet. We gentlemen. didn't push the buttons. They no. pushed them for us. They pushed them for us. We're on there. We're riding down. No problem. And we get off the elevator and simply ready to walk out of MetLife Stadium. And I look up and I see a computer printed sign, mm -hmm. dot matrix printer. And it says Vince's office with a sign this way. Yes. We start looking around, and there are other signs. Rock's dressing room is this way. Mm -hmm. Other directional signs pointing us in any direction. As we're kind of looking around and realizing, we're probably where we should not be. We were backstage at WrestleMania. 100% see the production happening in front of us as we're backstage. Everything that you see um, during Raw and during SmackDown, those those behind the scenes, that's where we were. And we completely didn't mean to be there. We're in the bowels of the arena and had no idea that we were in the production department. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for a door to find our way out when Jimmy Noonan, who was the head of security at the time, and that man was on television a lot during the uh, uh, aggression era and afterwards in the early 2000s, You'd see him on TV all the time as the head of WWE security comes up to us right to my face and says, 
can I help you? And I looked at Mr. Noonan and said, nope, I know exactly where I am and I'm not supposed to be here. You see that exit <laughs> right there? Big red sign. You can watch me walk out. Yep. And just kind of shook our head. We walked out of the building and we were that close to walking into Vince McMahon's office. Yes. Who knows what happens there? <laughs> Who knows what was going on? Well, again, let's go through some history a little bit. We'll go back over 30 years ago. 1992 should have been the year, possibly, that this was all stopped. And that was because the downfall of Vince McMahon should have started then. 1991 started a steroid scandal. Uh-huh. That steroid scandal was a uh, because of the drug distribution conviction of a Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission physician. His name, George Saharian. Okay. George Saharian is still a urologist in Pennsylvania. You can get your bladder checked by the man who gave Hulk Hogan steroids. Jesus. That is true. This is true. Now, that was in 91, okay? <laughs> we roll into 1992. The company coming on the heels of the steroid scandal mm-hmm. now gets rocked by numerous allegations at that time of sexual misconduct and other wrongdoing by Vince McMahon and other employees. Okay. McMahon was, acu- was accused in 1992 of rape and turning a blind eye to sexual harassment and abuse under his nose. He even admitted in court he thought it was happening with some of the employees. Well over 30 years ago. The grand jury investigation that led to his and the indictment of the company at the time on conspiracy and drug distribution charges, none of it stuck. All quitted in 1994. Wow. So Vince McMahon gets off scot-free. Early in 1992, Titan Sports, doing business as World Wrestling Federation, was involved in various sexual misconduct allegations on the heels of a brewing scandal about steroid abuse in the company. So we're coming off the steroid stuff. Pat Patterson, you're a wrestling fan by proxy through me. Uh-huh. You know that he was high up in the company for a long time. The company's first intercontinental champion. Also behind the scenes, openly gay. Okay. And widely accepted within the industry. He was one of the men and his right-hand man, Terry Garvin, and a ring announcer who worked directly under Garvin, accused excuse me, of broadly engaging in what they call casting couch culture Okay. with young male athletes. Oh, for uh, guys who were working on the ring crew or maybe they want to get their foot in the door. Uh-huh. Well, there was a casting couch atmosphere, let's say, for these young boys. Oh, wow. Some of them under age. Wow. That same year, former referee Rita Chatterton alleged that Vince McMahon raped her in a limousine in 1986. So this is six years after that happened. According to Chatterton, she met McMahon in a limo where he forced himself on her twice. Then he fired her by invoking the rule that there's not supposed to be fraternization. Let me get that out again. There is not (laughs) supposed to be fraternization between employees. I just have one question. Sure. Were both times in the limo at the same time? I'm not sure. Well, you know what? I'm not sure. I don't have that information. But either way, (laughs) she was fired and she later comes out with these accusations against him. Okay. Let's go back even further. 1983. Pennsylvania comes up a lot. I'm like not even 10. In the WWE history. 1983. Superfly Jimmy Snuka is a huge star for the WWF at the time. He was arrested outside of Syracuse, New York on charges of assaulting his girlfriend as well as various law enforcement officers who responded to the scene. So he's being charged with beating up his girlfriend. Uh The cops show up and the alleged Jimmy Snuka beat up the cops as well. It was reported at the time he copped to a guilty plea of harassment. However, 
Records later surfaced that he had pled to assault in the third degree. That's a lot different than a harassment charge. In fact, in that year, on May 11th, in Whitehall, Pennsylvania, 1983, his girlfriend Nancy died of a skull fracture. The narrative over 37 years shifted every time Jimmy would tell the story to people. However, the one thing he never did Mm -hmm. was put anyone else at the scene of her death when it happened. Despite the autopsy findings, finding that Snook had never provided a story that could have accounted for someone else being there, Uh the paper trail stopped cold after the second Whitehall police interview. According to Jimmy Snooka, in his biography, he claims Vince McMahon showed up with a briefcase, went in to talk to the police, and came out and didn't have the briefcase in his hands. And you can make any implications from there that you want. That was 1983. Now... We go into 2012, where that was in Jimmy Snuka's uh, memoir. Outside of the one-year edit after the events happened in 1983, the case goes cold until Penthouse and the Village Voice commissioned new articles in 1992 when the first charges are coming out about the steroids. So now they're bringing up the stuff that happened nine years before that. It all started unraveling then. And this was back 92, you said? Yes. <clears throat> this is when Playboy was doing a lot of their big exposés that really impacted what was going on in culture, too. I mean, it was a, it was a lot different back then. Playboy, Penthouse, Village Voice, all mm-hmm. these. You know, there was a, a, a air of journalism, yes. actually, at that time. And they're finding out this information about a man in power. We go to 2013, where it was actually the discovery of the autopsy report and transcript of a Snuka interview that led to a wrongful death suit being filed by her family. Because in that year, New York had temporarily rolled back the statute of limitations. They had opened it up to anyone for 365 days. If you had a previous case where you thought there was assault and someone hadn't been charged, uh-huh. they opened the statute of limitations. The family files the wrongful death case against Snuka. The case was dismissed just days before his death because he was ruled mentally incompetent from all the damage he had done in the ring. Now. More on Vince McMahon and what has Vince McMahon been charged of lately or at least accused of? Sexual misconduct. Let's go to 2006 here in Florida. Took over a decade after that initial report came out in 1992. When we go to 2006, Vince McMahon was accused of sexual misconduct again, this time on the weekend of the Royal Rumble. Okay. Here we are, Royal Rumble weekend now. 2006, Vince McMahon is at a tanning salon in Boca Raton called Tanzabar. Can we have a little sidebar here? How do we feel about tanning salons <laughs> that do like that whole thing? Tanzabar. I like that one. Yeah. All right, we'll allow it. Tanzabar is where he was. Said he wanted to refresh his tan for one of the biggest shows of the year. It was there that a clerk would allege in a police report that McMahon showed her nude photos of himself uh-huh. and then forcibly groped her. When she managed to get away, he told her, quote, only trying to have a little fun. You know, Vince McMahon, just trying to have a little fun there. <laughs> The Palm Beach Post broke that story a few days later with Vince's wife, Linda, telling them the allegations were, quote, totally bizarre. And while their daughter, Stephanie, confirmed that Vince was a Tanzabar regular. So, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he was a regular there. Although there was probably ca- although there was probable cause for the charges, according to the police report, prosecutors did not proceed with the that charges. The Sun Sentinel followed up about McMahon not being charged a month later and the story vanished for about a dozen years, 2006, a dozen years. Let's put do some math here, about 2018. It was revived in January 2018 when the Daily Beast unearthed the original report 
revealing that the police felt that there was probable cause to charge McMahon, but prosecutors told the Daily Beast that the charging standard was greater than that. So police say they have enough evidence to charge him. Uh Prosecutor says, no, we need more evidence than what you have. And then the whole thing, once again, fades away. Less than two weeks later after that, there was a dead spin feature that was being worked on at the same time as the Daily Beast. This is very common. When news starts breaking, many outlets start working on the same story, getting different information from different stories. That story included quotes from eyewitnesses named in the police report. That witness added that he recalled Vince McMahon staring down the victim from his car for 45 minutes before police arrived to take her statement. Wow. Now, we go to what's happening right now with Vince McMahon. 2022 biggest wrestling story two years ago kicked off in June, and that was the Wall Street Journal report that the WWE's board of directors was using an independent law firm Mm -hmm. to investigate a $3 million settlement that Vince McMahon paid to a former employee. That investigation investigation started in April after the board got a series of anonymous emails from someone connected to the victim. And they were not from the victim. They were a friend of the victim. So the story that's happening right now is the story that started the whole shakeup in the boardroom a couple of years ago. Whenever he left, Stephanie took over different positions, eventually left. So this is that. And this is that. And, and we thought about it and we heard about it back then, this $3 million payment. This is yeah. what they started, uh, where it all started getting Auditing. unraveled. It's auditors, auditors, They have to trace the money, right? So someone claiming to be a friend of the victim sent these employees to WWE saying that the victim, who was a paralegal, uh, turned up additional settlements with other women. The paralegal had, according to the emails, gotten a 100 percent raise after beginning a sexual relationship with Vince McMahon from her annual $100,000 a year salary to Mm -hmm. $200,000. And the email further alleged that Vince gave her gave her like a toy to then talent relations head John Laurinaitis, becoming his assistant in the process with the situation further deteriorating from there. When Vince McMahon left in 2022, like you said, that's when the initial allegations of the infidelity first surfaced. Uh The woman's name in question is Janelle Grant. She previously agreed to a $3 million settlement in exchange for signing a non-disclosure agreement in 2022. This would never have come up again, however... She's now filing a new lawsuit against McMahon and the WWE, as well as John Laurinaitis, because McMahon stopped making payments on the $3 million non-disclosure agreement. That's about the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And the grant claims McMahon stopped making payments after the initial $1 million installment, and now she seeks to avoid the agreement. So she can talk as much as she wants, because he didn't keep up his part of the agreement. (laughs) She is. Now, this is a very graphic part that I want to say with this woman is alleging Vince McMahon at this point, a 78 year old man. And we're going back to 2022. So he's still in his mid seventies at the time. Mm-hmm. This is what she alleged. And this is very graphic. She claims she suffered injuries after McMahon forcefully penetrated her with sex toys, which he named after wrestlers. Wow. She also alleges that McMahon and Laurinaitis locked her in a room at WWE Stanford, Connecticut headquarters in June of 2021 and took turns sexually assaulting her during the workday. Holy shit. McMahon is additionally accused of trafficking her to visit Laurinaitis in a hotel during the work week, Mm -hmm. as well as sharing nude photos of her allegedly with WWE superstar and former UFC champion Brock Lesnar. 
The story is that he sent the photos to Brock Lesnar. He sent a video of her to Brock Lesnar mm -hmm. and made arrangements for Brock Lesnar to uh, have a date with her, let's say. However, that never did happen because of travel arrangements changing. I would love to be at Brock Lesnar's house this weekend. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. How do you think no, that conversation's no, going right really now? No, you really wouldn't. <laughs> So the board learned of McMahon's relationship with Grant from the tip in 2022, right? Okay. They launched their internal investigation. Not only did they find out about this $3 million payment, a subsequent $14.6 million in other alleged payments by the executive to various women wow. throughout his career. Wow. Her filing alleges that McMahon promised to help advance her career before ultimately exploiting her and trafficking her to other executives within the company. That would be the John Laurinaitis. Uh-huh. One alleged text message in 2020, McMahon is accused of sharing a photo of Grant with others and saying, and this is the quote alleged that he put in there, quote, she may scream and try to say no, although it would be difficult to say anything with a cock down her throat. Wow. Classy, Vince. Another message allegedly sent by McMahon to Grant a month earlier read, I'm the only one who owns you and controls who I want to fuck you. Vince McMahon sent her that text, allegedly. Wow. One other alleged sexual encounter in May 2020, Grant claims McMahon defecated on her head during a threesome before commanding her to continue pleasuring his friend. Oh, my God. Wow. Holy shit, Vince. <laughs> Quote, upon his return from the bathroom, McMahon and his friend actively resumed the threesome, which lasted over an hour and a half while Ms. Grant remained covered in McMahon's filth. The filming continued. When McMahon's friend left, McMahon ordered her to stay and continue to sexually gratify him. Vincent McMahon is already being investigated by federal prosecutors over the alleged payments. And according to the Wall Street Journal, agents executed a search warrant for his phone and served him with a grand jury subpoena in July of last year. Mm -hmm. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of smoke. There's, There's been a, a lot, lot of, smoke of smoke around this guy for 40 years. Yeah. And, you know, as this broke earlier this week, I had a chance to talk to a lot of our friends, a lot of our friends who work in the industry. There are people mm -hmm. who work currently at WWE, people who have worked previously. And one of my friends said, you know, you can already see where he's lost power in the board. Uh, more people are stepping away from him, distancing themselves. Well, they have been for the last couple of years. Exactly. Exactly. Because of these internal investigations that have been happening. Yes. And over the past, he even stepped away in 2022 for a short period of time mm -hmm. and then came back in on the on the advisory board when the TKO deal was done. I think what's going to happen is that eventually he fades away and people will forget about what a scumbag he really was unless there are legal charges handled down. Yeah. I don't know how there can't be. I mean, if all of this evidence, if there is evidence that all of these things did happen, then... How could there not be? I mean, I understand maybe it has been like kind of washed under the carpet or pushed under the carpet in years past in smaller towns where maybe the media wasn't as big or the media wasn't quite as into it. But I mean, we saw this. This broke what yesterday morning? Yes. And it was on like the news. It was on the five o'clock news. And that's something that you don't normally see with WWE unless it's um, a big production in a local town. Right. right? Or right. if it's WrestleMania or something. So to see that type of thing. We're talking the, about the Wall the Street local, Journal. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal is doing the investigation. Exactly. Forbes magazine. Because now we're talking exactly. about a company as we talked about at the beginning here. Over half a billion dollars. This company got awarded this week alone in one, one contract. One contract for half a billion dollars. 
Now, again, that man no longer president of the company, simply on the on the board. I think that's probably going to come to an end very soon. We just saw Dwayne The Rock Johnson named their board of directors. I think that's a very smart, savvy media move. Of course. But like I said, 40 plus years where there's a lot of smoke, there's probably fire. And I think what needs to happen is Jimmy Noonan, head of security, needs to walk up and say, <laughs> can I help you? Do you know where you are? You're not supposed to be here. Why don't you head to the exit? On that note, we're out of here. We're going to talk to you real soon. Thanks a lot.